Hello, and welcome to In Person, brought to you by Bizabo. In each episode of In Person, we explore the world's most daring events and the people who make them happen. In case you and I haven't already met, I'm Brandon Raffleson. With 28,000 people, 1,000 plus breakout sessions, and 300 plus partners on the trade show floor, Cisco Live is a huge event. You could almost say it's the crown jewel in Cisco's experiential strategy. Behind it all is one individual and her amazing team, Heather Henderson Thomas. That's the thing. Heather is extremely passionate about collaboration. That's collaboration among her team members, collaboration with attendees, and also collaboration among the many vendors or supplier partners that make the event possible. During our conversation, we discussed how Cisco Live scaled from an 8,000 people in attendance event to a 28,000 person one. We also talked about the benefits of consolidating an event strategy, the four pillars of the Cisco Live brand, the value of technology in creating agency for attendees, what Heather looks for when hiring for her team, and much, much more. Okay, let's get to it. All right, I am so pleased to welcome to the show Heather Henderson Thomas, the Senior Manager of Strategic Operations and Event Experience at Cisco Live. Heather, thank you so much for being on the show today. Happy to be here. Thanks, Brandon. Great. So we have a lot to talk about today. Really curious to get a behind the scenes of Cisco Live, which is Cisco's largest customer event and trade show. Also really curious about how you are running your team and working with other stakeholders, both internal and external. But to set the stage for our conversation, could you share a little bit more with us about uh, Cisco and your role? Absolutely. I know my title seems to be a mouthful, but it's, you know, Cisco Live operates as basically its own SMB within this mega corporation of Cisco. So it's pretty easy to describe my role then as leading the finance and the operations and the event experience. My peers across the Cisco Live team include a marketing lead, a strategy lead, and then a content, which is our product. Uh, Cisco Live's product lead. So my job is to take all the awesomeness that we dream up together as a team, bring it to life on time, on budget, and with an amazing attendee experience. So that's what my team is tasked with. We love what we do and what we get to do within Cisco and really make a difference for our attendees and for the company. Fantastic. And you've been with Cisco for roughly 13 years. It has. It's been a long run with Cisco. It has. My background covers just a broad spectrum of the events industry. I started in catering. I've worked in country clubs. I've done membership development at country clubs. I've done on-prem, off-prem catering. I've been travel staff for incentive programs. I've done weddings for a lot of years. So I just have this really broad background. And when I landed at Cisco, I really found my home. I really found what I have a passion for within the events industry because there's so many facets of the events industry. You, Anybody with any type of interest can find a home in our industry. And I really found that corporate is where I live and breathe and where I thrive the most. And I think it's because there, it's you can have measurable success, you can make an impact in the company and bring all the skills of events industry that I love, just bring them to the table. So yeah, 13 years. And I've I've been on the Cisco Live program that long. Uh, I started wow. when we basically launched Cisco Live. We rebranded an event that was formerly called Networkers. And it had been around since 1989. And when, we, when I came on board with uh, my director, she brought me on board. 
and we rebranded it to Cisco Live. We changed it into the strategic platform for the company to do major news announcements, major launches, to really be a centering point for the company to bring everybody together to go big, go loud with what we're doing as a company and really enable our customers and partners to be better in their jobs, to to have more impact in their business. So it's been a really fun journey to watch this event grow from when I started at about, it was about 8,000 people maybe, to grow where it is now and to just really see how it's evolved and changed and how Cisco Live is an umbrella event here in the U.S., under the Cisco Live umbrella, there are 14, or was it 16, I think, this year, sub-programs that take place throughout wow. that entire week. So it's extremely complex, it's extremely large, but we try to make it intimate and impactful for our attendees. Wow. So, I mean, a, a lot to discuss there. Yes. Uh, I'd love to learn a little bit more about that process of rebranding the event from what it was before and turning it into this whole entire new offering for your, your customers and beyond. Well, a lot of credit goes to our leader. So our director of global customer conferences, my boss, um, she had this really idea. When I remember when she interviewed me, she said, you know, networkers is this diamond in a rough. The company doesn't realize what an opportunity that there is to really take this event to the next level. So when I came on board and we did all the strategy around creating Cisco Live, and we had this 18-month plan to change the brand and, you know, really ease people into it. And our CMO at the time, we presented the plan to her and she's like, well, why don't you do it this year? And we were like, we basically had six months to rebrand the entire event and launch this platform. And we did it. Um, So it was, you know, sometimes the best laid plans, you just change direction and you embrace it and you run with it. And it has turned out wildly successful for the company. And I remember in the early days of trying to explain why we shifted from networkers, which has this extremely loyal attendee base and just... Just There's a lot of pride in the networker's name, why we were shifting it, and trying to demonstrate to our attendees and our internal stakeholders that networkers isn't going away. What you love about that event, that deep dive technical education that our audience just thrives on and that they just expect from us, from Cisco, is still there. There's just a whole lot more for you. And so it, for the in the early few years, we were constantly having to knock on doors and explain to people what Cisco Live is and, and encourage internal stakeholders to come along on this journey with us and, and be engaged and, and bring their launches to our event. And now sometimes we, we laugh. We're like, okay, we, we can block the doors now because everybody at Cisco realizes what a platform Cisco Live is and they want to be a part and they want to go big. There were like three or four major launches this year at Cisco Live, huge campaigns, and it just really demonstrates, you know, the power of the program. And it's also really smart from a business perspective because when you bring all of your resources together at one point in time or at fewer points in time throughout the year, instead of doing, for example, 52 product launches in one year, let's do them three or four times a year at Cisco Lives so we can go big, so we can have more impact in the marketplace so we can have more executives participating. It's just such a smart way to do business, I think. I think a lot of companies are kind of moving that way. And it it also helps from an event spend perspective. So the company isn't spending multiple times per year to host standalone events. We rolled our analyst program into Cisco Live. We've, in prior years, rolled in our investor conference, other product launch events into our conference. This year, we rolled in a workplace transformation summit for our collaboration team. 
So it's just a great way to do business because you can leverage the infrastructure of having this huge event come into a city and we're doing big scale production and we're doing awesome entertainment and we have huge food and beverage deployment and transportation, all things that a smaller event could never do on their own with such an economy of scale. So not only is it great from a business results perspective, it's really great from a business efficiency perspective to consolidate and bring these events together at one time during the year and, and do it at Cisco Live. No, that, that, that totally makes sense. And like you said, it's something that I've, I've uh, seen other companies doing with events is reducing the number and really focusing on the quality over the quantity. Absolutely. Yeah, do fewer and do them well. Right. And I have a feeling that some of our listeners might be either going through a rebrand of an event in the way that networkers pivoted into Cisco Live, or they might just be uh, trying to consolidate their event strategy. From your experience, you know, what, what is a lesson you learned or something that you found useful in, in this process of consolidating into Cisco mm. Live? Um, there are a lot of lessons learned. We tried them some things and some things didn't work. I think my big learning over the 13-year kind of learning curve of this transition was really always keeping our eye on the prize, having an amazing team that really gets what we're trying to do, taking things in small chunks. You can't always, you know, Cisco Live as it is now is a huge aircraft carrier, if, you know, to use a metaphor. It doesn't turn on a dime, but you can take small incremental steps to change it. And you can take some big innovations in certain areas, but you can't just overhaul the entire event all at one time because sometimes you don't have to. There's things that are working well. Let them work well while you focus on things that you want to innovate in. I think sometimes people might have in their head, we need to totally change up and innovate an event top to bottom, left to right. Well, maybe that's not the case. There's a lot of things you can let, let roll for maybe another year or two while you focus on just two or three wildly important things. And I think that's a lesson we learned along the way is to focus on some wildly important goals each year, do those, do those well, knock them out of the park, and let the things that are working well, let them continue on, uh, maybe with just some incremental changes. So speaking of goals, I know we kind of touched on some of the, the services that Cisco Live provides to Cisco, but to just sort of... Uh, Briefly review, could you tell us the the main business goals of Cisco Live? Absolutely. So every year we go through a strategic planning process, and we have kind of three or four key pillars each year that is it's basically our rallying cry. Everything that we do needs to align to these three or four pillars. They tend to be around amplify, so amplifying Cisco's brand in the marketplace and our voice, accelerate. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, my job is to is to move the needle for Cisco. So are we accelerating sales? Are we accelerating things to the marketplace? Innovate, innovate the attendee experience, innovate the event experience, and inspire. Inspire loyalty uh, with our customers, our partners, and our employees. Those are really our four anchor elements. And so everything we do has to align to those in some way. And, you know, in some things, it might we might see an activity is just an inspire activity, and that's okay because loyalty drives business. Loyalty to a product, to a company, that drives business, and that just enables that attendee, that customer, or that partner to be better in their business. So those are, kind of, those are really our four anchors, amplify, accelerate, innovate, and inspire. And they're simple. I like simplicity. I think that's something that in the corporate world I did learn that oftentimes we can get verbose 
in our corporate speak. And when you really boil it down to it and you always put on the customer lens on what you're doing, which is, you know, what Cisco Live is, is, is really for the customers, keeping it simple, being clear in your message and keeping it simple in what you do, because that's easy to translate then to your teams and to your supplier partners. All my supplier partners know those four pillars and they know that's what we're trying to achieve. And it's really cool to see them come to the table with ideas and say, hey, this is going to ex- help us in the accelerate category, or this is going to help us you know, inspire loyalty. Yeah, definitely. I mean, having that common shared language and really it's a, a shared constellation of Northern stars, I right. guess, for, right. for both you and the supplier partners. Right. And it makes a difference too when they're bought in and that we're, we're very transparent. Here's our strategic plan and our supplier partners get so bought in into it. They really become that extension of our team, not just in name, but in practice. And I think that really is one of the differentiating factors on this event and its success. I love that. I want to talk about supplier partners uh, more in a second, but but first, could we talk a little bit more about evaluating the success of Cisco Live? I know we have these big pillars, but how do we quantify or qualify, rather, uh, how they perform? Well, as you can imagine, we're a large technology corporation, and we have a lot of data points, and we set KPIs for all all the initiatives and objectives under those four pillars. Um, So we do pre-show, post-show measurement, on-site measurement, alignment to our KPIs in all of our reporting. So there's a lot of measurements that we do. But when you boil it down to how we evaluate success, again, I keep it pretty simple. And I always tell people, did we move the needle for Cisco? Because at the simplest form, that's what we're here to do whether it's through inspiring loyalty, whether it's for generating sales or amplifying the brand or innovating the experience so an attendee just knows they can't miss Cisco Live. That's how we evaluate success. Did we move the needle for Cisco? And do the attendees find satisfaction in the event? Do we get the feedback that they can find the content that they're looking for, that we're meeting their needs? Because when it comes down to it, I I think another interesting perspective that sometimes event managers take and event strategists take is, you know, what does the company want to achieve and pushing marketing messages or pushing things from a corporate perspective. And you really have to look at things from the attendee and the customer perspective. What do they need? Can they find it? You know, can we get them the information they're looking for to enable them to be better in their jobs and make an impact in their businesses? And when you put things in that lens and you you kind of run it through that customer lens, it's amazing how you can then simplify your strategy on something or you change your messaging to really put the customer in the driver's seat. And I think that that also makes a difference. And, and that realization, I've seen that trend at Cisco and at Cisco Live over the, over the past few years, really trying to not just push out corporate message, but, but make sure we're meeting the customer with what they need, where they need it, and the way they need it. No, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think that's that's another really important trend right now is pushing away from this corporate messaging and really trying to see things through the eyes of the attendees. Absolutely. It also kind of ties to, you know, the the society we live in now, the culture we live in, everything is very personalized for us. You know, you can't, you, I can't go shopping on one website on my phone and then go to Amazon and not see something related to that item that I was just looking for. And so it's that personalization and bringing bringing to the top of all the noise in the marketplace or in whatever arena, bringing to the top the things that we know are meaningful to that attendee 
And that's what we really try to do at Cisco Live is get them the content they want, how they want it, where they want it, and meeting their needs, not just assuming we know what they want. Let's let's use different technologies, you know, AI, um, business analytics, all sorts of things to deliver them the content that meet their expectations. Speaking of, I mean, Cisco Live is is completely huge. It's a giant <laughs> event. It has 20, it has uh, twenty eight thousand attendees, more than a thousand breakout sessions, over three hundred partners on the trade show floor. I mean. When it comes to something like personalization, which can mm-hmm. sometimes be difficult enough at an event with uh, just uh, a couple hundred attendees, what are some ways that you and your team and the rest of, rest of uh, Cisco are bringing a more personalized experience to attendees at this big event? Well, fortunately, there I have amazing partners on this. My job is to bring it to life, and they dream up the how uh, and what they want to achieve. So our team, uh, our marketing team, Anna, really works on personalization efforts along with our content team. And I'm, I'm just going to skim the surface because this is not necessarily my area of expertise. But our website, so when you go searching for content, we use a lot of things. Let, let's start at the top. We use things, like I mentioned, artificial intelligence, data analytics, recommendation engines, machine learning. We use all of our technologies so that our database of information on an attendee is as smart as it can possibly be and continues to improve. Uh, We use things like recommendation engines. So when we make a recommendation of certain content to an attendee, they can give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes, this is what I was looking for. No, it wasn't. And then we continue learning from that. Uh, We look at the demographics and their reg profiles and obviously try to serve up content that meets their needs there. There's different things within our website and different trackings that we use to offer them content that meet their needs. So many different ways, at least from a content perspective, that we offer up personalization. As far as the broader event and how we personalize within the programs, that's been a uh, well, I won't call it a challenge. You, uh, on my team, we don't call things challenges. We call them, quote, quote, opportunities. It's an opportunity <laughs> to show how good we are at our jobs. But creating intimacy and, and making a person within a 28,000-person event feel like that event is for them, man, that is hard. But once you do it and, and once you crack that, it makes such a difference to that attendee. So I would say a lot of the things we do is we try to learn as much as possible about our attendees. With our business analytics database, you know, we use that and the different profiles that they fill out through registration and what we know about them from their Cisco account. You know, we have things now, we call it single sign-on, so that all the Cisco Live information we have on them is is coupled with all the information we have on them as a Cisco customer, what they've purchased, what their, you know, next projects are, things like that. So we have a complete picture or a more complete picture to offer them up content. From a programming perspective, uh, we work with a lot of internal teams to create these unique experiences for different audiences. For example, we had a partner experience program this year for our partner attendees. We had the Workplace Transformation Summit for our collaboration attendees, and we worked directly with that collaboration marketing group, with the collaboration business unit, to really identify content, speakers, programming, agenda, all sorts of different elements that would appeal to that audience because they know that audience best. And and so we do that with multiple groups within Cisco to create these 14, 15 programs that we do. And we get a lot of feedback on that from our attendees that they love it, that they know we're listening, that they know that we're paying attention to them. And we do get comments 
all the time of people like, great, that's exactly what I was looking for. You know, thank you. Thank you for making this huge event meaningful and relevant to me. I think one of the other key factors to that is also navigation. You know, really looking at it from an operational perspective. If people can find what they're looking for, if they're well-fed, and, you know, if, if they know where to go for answers, everything else really becomes easy. Because if they can't find the content they're looking for, or if they physically can't find that certain booth within the trade show, that's where they start to go sideways. So we really focus a lot on navigation within our mobile app and our mapping systems. We focus on tying the recommendations into the mobile app and the navigation so we can say, hey, based on your location and your proximity, we think you might like this demo that's only, you know, 100 feet to your right, you know, turn here. Things like that. So uh, we use a lot of technologies. Uh, we use beacons on each of the registration badges to really track dwell times and track locations. Obviously, we're very public about that. They know that that's what our attendees know that that's what we're doing. But it really helps us to deliver more quality leads to our partners and more personalized experiences for our attendees. And really, in the end, that's what we're there to do. We covered a lot there. We I mean, everything yes. from. From the digital experience, it sounds like even before people get to the event, you're you're um, offering recommendations for things that people might be interested in. Once they get there, making sure people have the tools both on their app, but then also just around to navigate. I mean, that's huge. And then also in the content. I love how you and your team are, are leveraging data and technology mm -hmm. to, to really drive this. But something I did want to comment on is basically how Cisco Live has, it's its so huge, it's practically like uh, its own country with little regions, um, uh -huh. which, which you called the zones, different types of zones. Mm -hmm. um, could you speak on that a little bit? Oh, sure. So beyond the education, so the thousand plus breakouts, uh, what we try to create is experiential and educational areas just throughout the event environment. So in San Diego this past year, we really took over the city down there by the convention center. We had five anchor properties plus this amazing outdoor lawn space that we just, we built basically an education expo and food and beverage deployment area outside. So we try to create zones to enable learning in multiple ways. Not everyone wants to sit in a breakout room, you know, death by PowerPoint for two hours. There is an audience that loves that, and God bless them, we can deliver that. But there's also <laughs> folks that want to be hand, do hands-on learning, so we offer that. There's folks that want to do one-on-ones with experts. We offer that in a meeting village. There's other attendees that want to maybe whiteboard with some of our technical engineers and our tech ops team. We offer that. So you can walk up to a WebEx board and do a session with a Cisco TAC guy or gal right there, do some problem solving, answer questions of what they're dealing with within their own company and within their own networks, and help solve those problems. And then take that information and recommend, hey, here, based on what you've just told me, here are some things we think you might want to check out on the show floor. Here's a couple partners that align to what you're looking for, You know, really helping the attendee find what they need. We do walk-in self-paced labs where people can go deeper into certain topics. There are just so many different types of experiential areas. And even beyond that, it's not just the technical. It's also addressing the needs of an attendee on kind of the basic human level, the food and beverage experience. There is nothing, in my opinion, 
Um, <laughs> you know, more boring than walking into a huge expo hall in a sea of banquet rounds and, you know, just 18 lines of box lunch buffets. So we looked at that last year and we created more of a marketplace type of food and beverage experience. It's not tied to content. There's no marketing message in the food and beverage hall, but creating a unique experience. So someone walks away from lunch going, you know what? I'm fed. I feel good. I'm ready to tackle the afternoon now. You know, again, meeting that basic human need of making sure people are fed and they've got coffee. That's a big thing my attendees look for, coffee. So we have coffee everywhere. But just creating those experiential areas for folks. We also create a social impact zone, which I'm so proud of. It's it's just something that has grown and grown over the years so that you can take a mental break from all this technical education and being on and, and meeting with partners and make a difference in the local community. And so we have a social impact zone where the activities change daily and folks can go in and make a blanket to impact homelessness in the local area, put together a food box. I mean, whatever the activity was that year, this year, everything that we did around social impact at Cisco Live made a difference in the homeless situation in San Diego. So we impacted over 26,000 lives just with the few activities we did over the course of five days at Cisco Live. So it's just those unique environments and making places engaging. We have an awesome DevNet zone for our developers that – Every year, they do a whole bunch of different stuff in there. There's theaters that you can just walk, you know, maybe you're walking by and you want to stop for a 20-minute session. There's labs. There's just different activities in the DevNet zone. We also have a theater and a content track that we call the Big Ideas Talks. These are totally not technical sessions. They're multidisciplinary content, and they could be on things like creativity or dealing with stress, or we brought in Leland Melvin this year, a former astronaut, and and we talked about, you know, just really cool topics. And again, just kind of gives your brain a break from deep technical and addresses more of the whole person. It's a unique content offering, and I think it, it has made a difference in Cisco Live. So there's really something for everyone. So when you have 28,000 people, they're not all trying to get into the same, you know, 50 breakouts at one time slot. Because there is stuff happening everywhere that meet their needs and they can get content in different ways. And I think another thing we haven't talked about is is our whole online platform. So while the whole live event is happening, the online broadcast is happening as well, which we use as both a marketing platform but also as a way for our attendees to get content. Because sometimes you just don't feel like getting out of your hotel room and going to that session You can watch things live. You can watch the keynotes and the innovation talks broadcast live. I personally do a segment in our TV studio for the online broadcast, just talking about the the behind the scenes of the show, which is really fun. The attendees love knowing the crazy that goes on behind all the flashy awesomeness. And then two weeks later, after the event, we post all of our session recordings. We record all of those thousand breakouts. We audio and video record them and sync to the slides, and we post all of that content. So if you miss a session... You can catch it later when you get back home. And so I think that's there's just so many ways to consume the content that it it makes it personalized for the attendee. They can get things where they want, how they want, and when they want. Definitely. I mean, it's, it seems like you almost have a, a separate media company within Cisco Live. <laughs> we do. We, we do. We have a broadcast team within Cisco Live. We uh, Yes. And then we have our whole online team, which handles all of the our online platform. And it's our online platform is not just during the week of Cisco Live. It's available year round. So that increases the engagement 
within that point in time for the live event. And for those that can't attend live, they're able to engage with us either through social media, through WebEx teams, or through the online broadcast. So they feel somewhat like they're there and maybe next year that they can join us in person. Because we all know in this industry, you know, nothing replaces the power of a face-to-face interaction and the power that, that events has in the marketing mix. But if we can reach those attendees and keep that brand connection going with them year-round, and if they can't join us live, uh, that really does make a difference and still has an impact. And for any of our listeners who are curious, I can say that there are some of these videos, behind-the-scenes videos, that are available on YouTube. So if people are curious, you can uh, learn more about Heather's approach and other members of her team and just kind of get all around uh, in the trenches experience of uh, Cisco Live. So I want to take things back to uh, supplier partners and sort of your perspective on uh, working with what what I call, and perhaps some of our listeners, typically a vendor or a supplier. But no, at Cisco Live, they are supplier partners. And these are staffing agencies, uh, environmental design agencies, and venue managers, for instance. So could you share with us a little bit about your unique approach here? Absolutely. You know, it's something when I started at Cisco that 13 years ago, I just, I struggled with the word vendor. And it's a culture that I really wanted to influence as we built this team. And so we made this shift to supplier partners. And everyone on our team knows it and uses that terminology. And it's something that has really made a difference in how our suppliers come to the table. They know that they are really part of the team. They're not not just in word. They know that they can bring ideas. And I think when you when you set them up, to realize that I brought them to the table because they're the expert in their field. I am not an expert in mobile app design. We tried that once on Cisco Live, and we were not as successful, so we learned our lesson. (laughs) But, you know, we brought a company to the table that is an expert in mobile apps. And in those technology integrations with all of our platforms and the APIs, you know, that, that are needed across... And I, that's what I really try to encourage in our supplier partner community is you are the expert in your field. How would you do this? I will tell you where I want to go. You tell me how to get there. And when, I, when we challenge our teams with that and we give them that opportunity and that freedom to really step up and come to the table with ideas, it is awesome to see them shine. And then what it does is it creates this real community of collaboration between our supplier partners. Because Cisco Live, for as large as as it is, you would think that we probably just have one company that oversees everything. No, we take a best-in-class approach, and we've done that. So we really get best of breed in all the different event services areas. While there are amazing companies out there that can do a lot of things, we love finding the best in this area you know, XYZ area for Cisco Live and the best in this other area. And we bring them to the table and I'm, and we manage in a best of in-class approach to supplier management. So those suppliers have to work together and they have to work together well. And what has really developed is this spirit of collaboration. And I use a lot of hashtags. And if, you know, my team <laughs> has heard me through a lot of pre-cons or, or team meetings, you know, it's it's one shine, all shine. My job is to make sure Cisco Live shines because then Cisco shines, then my supplier partners shine, my team shines, my internal stakeholders shine. Everybody has success. So we call it this collaborative success. And our supplier partners are so bought into that because what they will do is, you, we all know things happen on site or in planning that they go awry, they go squirrely. Well, instead of blaming one another, it's awesome now to see how my suppliers, especially those that have been on it for a long time, 
they will figure out a solution and then bring it to me and be like, you know what? Here's what happened. Somewhere along the line, a mistake happened. Here's how we've resolved it. And this is our collective approach to how we're going to move forward. And here's a new process we think we should implement, some checks and balance. It is awesome to see. And I think that really makes a difference because, again, I'm not an expert in all these fields. I don't pretend to be. But we bring to the table those experts and we let them work together. And it's just awesome to see what they can create. And I think another thing along that line is not only supplier partners, but also our on-site, most folks would call them temp staff. You know, we bring in over a 1,000 event ambassadors. And we call them event ambassadors. And I tell them this at their training. I'm like, you are part of my team this week. You are part of this one team, one dream. We are all in it for each other's success because if you have a great week here, my attendees are going to have a great week here. If, you know, you're successful in your job, I'm going to be successful in mine. So we're dependent on each other for our success. And so it's they love that. They love being called event ambassadors. And you can just see how their attitudes change. They sit up a little straighter during training because they're not just temp staff. They are event ambassadors. They are representing this brand. And that energy and that spirit of hospitality really shines through from them throughout the week. I think it's one of the fun things about Cisco Live and, and is part of the on-site experience that, again, another, I think we have a lot of differentiating factors, obviously, <laughs> but that's one of them is our, our supplier partners and our event ambassadors are just, they amaze me every day. It's so great to hear. And it seems like such a welcome paradigm shift at just looking at other partners as just that, partners, um, and really bringing them into the fold with the mission of the event. Mm-hmm. Because when they're bought in, they're all in. And and they will help me overcome a hurdle that comes our way because they know they're going to get as much credit as I do for fixing a situation. And I think that that makes a difference. People really bring their A-game that way. I love that. I know another element of creating a really unique experience is, is something that you mentioned in our call we had previously, which is the director of Vibe. <laughs> yes. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, you know, it's a really, it's something that's kind of evolved organically. So uh, three, four, five years ago, you know, again, Cisco Live, so huge, so many different moving pieces and parts. Yes, I oversee the overall event experience, but I can't, I can't be everywhere all the time. And so the team and I and our, our marketing and brand team came up with this concept of, you know, we need this director of vibe. So that we are consistent, top to bottom, left to right, not only aligned to an event brand style guide, which everybody gets from their brand agency. Fortunately, ours is internal to Cisco. So we get this amazing event brand and event brand style guide. But how it comes to life is, you know, we kind of wanted to set a roadmap for folks. So because every supplier partner can interpret a style guide differently. So we wanted to provide a baseline level of consistency. For example, one year, our theme was around, it was called Your It, and the attendees were the superheroes. And so there was a lot, you could play a lot with this event brand. And the director of Vibe's job is to make sure that from the music we do to the uniforms of the event ambassadors to the docents that we have to the, even down to the, like, the food we serve, does it fit the overall vibe that we're trying to create this year aligned to the event theme? And so that each of these sub-programs has their own flavor of that event brand. But you can see the consistency across because an attendee has no clue and doesn't need to know that there are 47 different teams deploying all these areas at Cisco Live. 
All they know is Cisco is doing it. So we need to be consistent and we need to show up consistently for our attendees because when they walk from one space to another, they don't know that a different member of my team managed it, you know, from someone else. It doesn't matter to them. They just want to know that they're going to have a similar experience. So it makes it, it's it's a really fun role. And what's really cool is the Director of Vibe works across all of our supplier partners. So they have, everybody brings their creative ideas to the table on what they're going to do for, let's say, in the keynote hall. And maybe what they're doing in the keynote hall, someone else within the environmental design team can be like, oh, I love that you're using lasers. I think we were talking about using lasers over here. Let's make sure they coordinate. You know, we're doing, you know, the similar music, whatever it is. It, again, really makes a difference to the attendee. So they're seeing a seamless and cohesive experience across the event, even though there's 100-plus supplier partners working on this program. Cool. So, I mean, you, you mentioned that you have a very large team that you're working with. Cisco Live itself is comprised of many different smaller programs. So when you're looking to build your team, what sort of qualities do you look for in a candidate? Mm. So on my direct team, and and my boss did this to me when she hired me, you know, I didn't feel like I was qualified for the job when she hired me. In fact, even a year later, I said, are you crazy? Because I had no mega event experience. Um, and what she said to me and what I say to people when I hire is, I can teach you how to do Cisco Live. I can teach you mega events. I can't teach you ethics, integrity, solution finding, positive attitude, positive approach, collaboration, commitment to one team, one dream. And you can't teach that. So if you're bought into those items, I'll teach you Cisco Live. If you have a passion and an interest in, you know, mega events or even a component of major events like Cisco Live, awesome. But I bring to the table people that have solution-finding attitudes and check their egos at the door. And I've said this to every person I've interviewed for any position across our team, whether it's for one of my peers, their direct reports, or my own team. If you come on to this team with a personal agenda that you're going to, you know, climb your way to the top because of Cisco Live, we're not going to be the right fit for you. Uh, We're a very unique culture within Cisco or within, I would say, within the business world. And I think it's permeating out to others. But again, we're all about collaborative success. My operations team cannot be successful if the marketing team is not successful. The strategy team can't be successful if the content team is not successful. We're all dependent on each other. So it kind of goes back to that when we make a decision, it is so cool to see how this Cisco Life team, there's about 26 of us full-time year-round. We make a decision, we lock arms, and we move forward. And no matter who you ask on the team, you're going to get the same answer. We all support one another, and it's it's just, it's, it's really cool. It's something I'm really, really proud of, and that it comes from the top. Our leader embraces this and embodies this culture and encourages it, and we all we all get to enjoy that. It's great. And uh, I know earlier you mentioned that your boss was really instrumental in pivoting Cisco Live from networkers. In general, uh, who's someone that has been a really major influence on your career, either within Cisco or outside of it? Oh, wow. You know, I have, I, I think one of my very first bosses, it would be uh, when I worked at a small country club in Ames, Iowa, and she said it to me, do it right the first time. I always think back on to not rush through things, to make the right decision, to have the information, to be fully educated before you just make a decision. 
And I think that has really made a difference. Always do right the first time. And it's also something Cisco embodies. We we want to do the right thing at all times. And, you know, that comes down to, especially in my, practically in, in my day-to-day world with finance for Cisco Live, you know, doing the right thing with compliance and with accountability from a financial perspective. You know, it's a lot of money I'm managing in and out because we're a revenue-based, fully self-funded budget. And that's a lot of responsibility. And so to do it right and and to be transparent in everything that we do is really important to me. And I think that has made a difference in my career. That's huge. Okay, so to sort of jump to another topic sure. real quick. <laughs> I know when you're not orchestrating uh, massive events and spending time with your family, I know that you like to enjoy the outdoors. Yes. So what is one of your favorite hikes in California? Oh, my goodness. I haven't done enough to probably give you one of my favorites, but I love living in Northern California. I moved from the Midwest where we have a lot more seasons, let's say, in the Midwest. I lived in Minnesota in Minneapolis right before moving to California. And being able to be outside almost year-round here is just such a blessing. And so I love exploring around Northern California. One of the hikes I want to do is up in Yosemite. Have not done that one yet, but my kids are old enough now. I want to get them up there. And I just think you know, being able to enjoy all of the beauty here in this area is uh, is a real blessing. I feel very fortunate to live here in Silicon Valley. I love it. And final question I have for you today, Heather, is if you could give an earlier version of yourself one piece of advice, what would it be and why? <laughs> oh, that you do not know it all, no matter what you think. Uh, <laughs> that you're always learning. I, I think back, I tell this to people, I, maturity is a beautiful thing. Uh, I, I don't know that I'd ever want to go back to being in my 20s because you think you know it all then. And then in your 30s, you sort of know more. And then by, you know, by as you keep going, we won't discuss ages, but as you keep going, <laughs> you're kind of like, you know what? I don't know it all. And what I do know, I'm pretty proud of. So I think that would be that earlier version is is to not worry. Things will work out. Just keep focused on what you're passionate about. Uh, believe in yourself. Do the right thing. Uh, be positive. Be solution finding. I think that has made a difference too, is, you know, things always happen. No event is perfect. No job is perfect. But focus in on the things that work and work well and be solution finding. Don't blame each other. Find the solution, move on, learn from it, and don't do it again. You know, (laughs) don't make the same mistake twice. I mean, it's kind of basic, you know, basic things we learned as kids. So I think that's what I would tell an earlier version of myself. Perfect. Okay, well, that is our time today, Heather. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us about Cisco Live, about how you're managing your team, delivering these deeply personalized experiences and more. Thanks, Brandon. Okay, that was a really fun one. Thank you again, Heather, for joining us. Feeling inspired to go out there and launch your own 28,000-person event? Ready to bring a whole new level of collaboration to your event strategy? Hey, please help us spread Heather's story by sharing it with your colleagues and friends or by leaving a glowing review in iTunes. We're always on the hunt for new topics to cover and new guests to interview. If you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop us a line at in-person at bizabo.com. And you can also submit a guest by using the guest submission form at inpersonpodcast.com. Until next time, I'm Brandon Raffleson. This has been in person and hashtag one shine, all shine. <laughs>